We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like, we call him uh, Gandalf because, like, he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. Man, my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. Hello and welcome to the Uncontested podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and at our website, theuncontestedsports.com. We're actually on Stitcher now, too, so you can find us there. I'm the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffin. I am joined today by DMX fan, Kami Armorabian. You know, I was listening to him in the gym and... Where to Hood At is one of the best songs. Where to Hood, where to Hood, where to Hood At. It's a good song. Where my blanky, day blanky, blanky, blank it's at. <laughs> can't, can't, probably do you, can't. Do you want me to go back in and actually put the, the beeps in for you on that? I'm not. So yes, people please. think you actually said it? Yeah, I'm, I'm Hood. Okay. Um, I am joined by the guy who looks like he's an NSYNC member and from Jersey Shore, <laughs> Nick Crane. Yeah, not sure what to think about that, but uh, I'm here. He is here. And our special guest, you guys probably know him from Thunder Twitter as at Thunderblogin. It is Brandon Raybar. Did I say that last name right? Uh, close enough, yeah. Rabar. Rabar, yeah. okay. Yeah. Brandon, yeah, thank you so guess. much for joining us. How we appreciate you coming you not on. Pronounce his name correctly. You're so rude. I like that he just went for it though. He like yeah. he didn't ask me before the show. Ask. He just he's like, I see that weird looking name. I'm just gonna go for it. I don't what, even know. Dude. What an asshole am I? Right? I don't. I like I like the balls it takes to do that. It's I, I don't play the shit, man. I just go for it. I'm <laughs> yeah. a uh, I'm kind of like Bill O'Reilly. You know, it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly is like one of my top top five top five 
favorite people of favorite all time. Favorite people, yes. Favorite. That's actually a lie. So let's just talk uh, about basketball favorite. before I dig myself in too big of a political hole here. Uh, we are going to talk about the NBA schedule. It officially dropped all 30 teams. We're going to break down the Thunder schedule. We're going to talk about possible TV announcers. We're going to look league-wide at some of the games we're excited for. Talk a little bit of NFL training camp. We're going to look at the Westgate Vegas Vegas odds, the over-unders, and take your Twitter questions. So I'm going to start off by handing it over to Nick so he can talk to us about the Thunder. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, so like you said, the uh, schedule released uh, Friday afternoon. We are kicking it off uh, on a high note, watching the Warriors get their rings and hopefully pissing Russ off to the point where he just has an unbelievable game and we start off 1-0, and but we'll see how that goes. Uh, we've got Christmas against Houston again. Uh, I went to that game last year, but unfortunately uh, it's in Houston this time around. And uh, we also just, you know, are going to talk about the schedule as a whole. So uh, what do you guys think, um, first of all, about those games, uh, the bigger games that were released earlier in the week? And how do you feel about the, the schedule as a whole as the whole thing has been released now? I'm excited for that opening night game. Um, I'm assuming it's a TNT game, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I right? so. I hope they have one camera. Like, I hope they do like a kind of like a picture-in-picture thing, and yeah. have one camera like obviously showing the Dubs get their rings, but then another camera that just does not leave Russ's face. Yeah, like that dude is gonna be pissed, and I'm kind of excited for it. I mean, I'll, I, I'm I'm gonna go out here on a limb here. Not really out on a limb. I I think probably everyone agrees with this that they're gonna the Thunder are gonna lose that game. But, man, it would be awesome for them to come out and to beat the Dubs on the night that they get their rings. That would make yeah. me so happy. Yeah, I'm excited about that game. I think uh, it's it's kind of a win-win for the Thunder. I mean, you can't really lose there. You know, if you lose, you know, it's at the Oracle opening night. They get the rings. You're kind of expected to lose. But if you get a win, I mean, that kind of sets the stage for the, the rest of the season. What a way to start off the season by getting a victory at Oracle against the uh, Warriors on ring night. That'd be sweet. Yeah, definitely. So opening night against the Wash, not Washington, against the uh, Warriors in Oracle Arena will be a loss, and the fan base will be melting down. <laughs> game one. Uh, yes. We're going 0-82. Exactly. But uh, what, I, what I realistically expect is, honestly, to uh, a better game. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's going to be like – it sucks that the opening night is at 7 o'clock Pacific time, right? So that yeah. means it's going to be 9 o'clock here opening night, and you're like oh, – and it's going to be a little bit delayed because we have to wait for the Warriors and their – Yeah, probably you know, delayed by 30, 45 minutes for them to get their rings. I don't think it takes that long, but it's, it's, it's just like, come on, man. So that's opening night for OKC, and then, of course, Christmas in Houston. Honestly – when people said that Oklahoma City was not going to have a game on Christmas Day, I did not care, like at all. I, I, I just don't care. But um, you know, good good for them, you know. But yeah, I'm kind of excited for the Christmas Day game. I've always enjoyed the Christmas Day game for the past what nine years now since the Thunder have had Christmas Day games. It's kind of become a uh, my family's big on like Christmas tradition. So the the Christmas Day game, the Thunder game, has been factored into our like Christmas traditions, which is pretty cool. You know, like we go hit the grandparents' house and then come home and 
eat a, eat a, a kind of a nice dinner, but we don't like sit down at the table and eat dinner. You know, we like all grab plates and just go sit on the couch and watch basketball and then open Christmas presents and stuff after the game is over. Um, I know this year's game comes in the afternoon. I think it's like a two thirty tip off, but still I, uh, it's kind of become like a Christmas tradition for me for the, for, to watch the thunder game. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I enjoy it. Hasn't Oklahoma city lost like two of the last Christmas games. No, they, they won beat, last year. They, won they, last beat, year. they beat, beat the last year. Who? They beat Houston last year. Yeah. Oh, besides them, I guess they lost two out of the two out of the last three because I remember them losing the Bulls and the Spurs or something I like that. I, I remember uh, them beating the Knicks pretty badly a few years ago on yeah. Christmas because they had those sweet jerseys. I think their overall Christmas record was something like six and two or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think they played Denver on a Christmas Day a couple years ago. No, it was Minnesota. Okay, but. My thing is, I'm not trying to be sad on Christmas, so why am I going to try to risk it with the OKC loss? <laughs> that's a good point. Well, you know, that's a good point. Like, it, it, you know, it could swing either way. I actually, I remember telling my family that last year, like, my Christmas mood is basically going to be decided on whether or not the Thunder beat the Rockets or not. And, of course, that was, like, one of the biggest, you know, wins of the year last year. So Christmas was great last year. But now you got to play the Rockets two years in a row on Christmas. I mean, that's a brutal matchup. I like it from the, as far as like being excited about it, being a Christmas, I like it just because, you know, it's prestigious considered like a prestigious game. If you're one of the top 10, you know, most popular teams, star power and all those things that the networks and, and NBA looks at, those are the prestigious spots and opening night, the Thunder got opening night and Christmas, which is the two most prestigious uh, games you can get. So I like it from that standpoint. Definitely. And you know, um, I, I forget who I heard this from. Maybe it was Woj. I can't remember. But Toronto, I guess, this offseason really pitched hard to the league that they wanted a Christmas Day game and uh, and still couldn't get it. And Toronto's in, like, not one of the biggest markets in the U.S. They're, like, in one of the biggest markets in North America. And they uh-huh. still can't snag a, a Christmas Day game, whereas the, the Thunder continually finds themselves there. So I think that that aspect of it is kind of cool. I'm pretty sure I've got a good understanding why Toronto is not one of the biggest markets in the United States. <laughs> because it, you know, it's in the geog- United geog- geography. My fiance is <laughs> teaching geography, so I hope she didn't hear me. She's going to come in here and yell at me, and um, you guys, are, I'm just not going to be on the pod the rest of the night. Yeah, I think I think opening night, you said that thing about the, uh, the split screen with Russ's face. I feel like he's going to be super petty. <laughs> He's gonna do something that's gonna be on, you know, Bleach Report Instagram, where he's <laughs> he's he'll do something that, that catches everyone's attention. Uh, but as far as the uh, general schedule goes, have you guys noticed any, uh, you know, tough stretches that you're like, damn, I don't want to, I don't want to know what, we ha- what happens in that stretch, or have you noticed any easy stretches where it's like, you know, we might we may have a big run here. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think as far as the general schedule goes? Where do you see us struggling? Where do you see us uh, going on a run? So, so I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Come here. All right. So like, right. I, it's not like a complete difficult stretch, but I'm going to say there are lots of teams here sprinkled in that may, you know, it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting spot for OKC. And it starts on Christmas. And really, I guess December 20, no, it starts before you have December 22nd. They go Utah jazz away. They, they come home next day for minnesota and then two days later on christmas they're in houston then they have a couple of you know those those games they should win they've got 
they've got a Phoenix, and then they have the Mavs in a back to back, like literally December thirtieth at Mavs, December thirty first against Mavs in OKC. That's kind of weird. Then, so weird. Yeah, That's then weird. they have the the Lakers away, PDX away, which they never win. Portland home game against the against the Wiz, home game against the uh, uh, Timberwolves, and then another back to back against the same team away against the Spurs and home against the Spurs. So that's kind yeah. of a interesting and could be an ugly stretch. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and, and looking at the schedule, I'm kind of with you, Kamiar. After Christmas, January and February and a little bit of March is going to be pretty difficult for the Thunder. Um, however, October, November, December look to be pretty damn easy. Like, yeah. November, they have more home games than road games. Um, in November, they out of their 15 games, they only play four games against projected playoff teams. In December, they only play six games against projected playoff teams. So that's 10 out of 30 games comes against projected playoff teams in two months. Um, and so that brings up a, a question I wanted to ask you guys. Do you prefer this layout where the Thunder have it pretty easy up front, have a chance to rack up a lot of wins, and then when we go into 2019, the schedule starts to starts to get more difficult? Or would you rather that be reversed and have like the tougher end of the schedule up front and the easier part of the schedule towards the back? I personally like it from this standpoint alone. Andre Robertson. We don't know, you know, how he's going to be. He's he's such an important part of of this team and how they're going to play and the success this year. And I kind of like to have that buffer, you know, the easier portion of the schedule, the first couple of months, uh, to get him fully up to speed, to get him recouped. If this Thunder team is going to go as far as we as we hope that they can go and achieve, you know, the top level that OKC can get to, Dre's going to have to be 100%. So I like that they can, you know, take their time with him, ease him in, and hopefully getting back to 100% Dre in the first couple of months. So from that standpoint alone, uh, I prefer it this way. That's a really good point, you know, that they're going to have that easy stretch basically to treat as, you know, extended rehab time. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Kamiya, what do you think on that? Uh, I like it. I like it the way it is. I mean, you because here's the deal: you take away Carmelo Anthony, which is a godsend for the defense, first of all. But you take away Carmelo Anthony, and you're inserting Dennis Schroeder, who is going to be a a volume player as far as minutes being played. I think he's going to get a lot more minutes than people are expecting him to get minutes. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing 20 minutes, almost as like just like another rotational piece that's a starter, but not really. He's sixth man. And he's going to need to gel with the bench. He's going to need to gel with Russ. So having those easier games at the beginning is going to be really good for consistency sake, because that's where you go for not just trying to go out and get wins. You're trying to form habits. You're trying to form a habitual um, winning brand of basketball that progresses as you go on throughout the season. And you didn't see that from OKC last year. You saw them scraping by. And that was really interesting because the year before, when it was just Russ and Cantor and Steven Adams and kind of Taj Gibson, OKC was blowing out teams more then than they did last year with all that star power that they had. So you just want to 
constantly form that habit of playing deeper, playing well, and being more cohesive. So playing an easier schedule, especially at home, at the first half of the season, will set you up better for the second half of the season. I agree with that as well. Nick, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think I agree with, with all of you guys. I'd rather have an easy schedule up front, uh, you know, simply for the reason that we do have a lot of new pieces on this team that we need to gel. On top of the fact that I do not want to be like Denver or like Minnesota where you're having to, uh, you know, play play from behind and try to get that seventh or eighth playoff spot. I'd rather be a high seed at the beginning and maybe slip a little bit towards the end, but you, you still are in the... In the playoff race, I think as far as a morale standpoint goes, being a playoff team all year and slipping towards the end if that were to happen rather than um, sucking at the beginning and having to come back from that. And also going into the playoffs, I'd rather be coming off games against playoff teams rather than going into the playoffs after playing 10 or 15 non-playoff teams. That's a good point. Yeah. So kind yeah. of piggybacking on what you just said, Nick. Seven of the Thunder's final eight games this season come against projected playoff teams. So that that final seven-game stretch, we assume with how bad, not how bad the West is going to be, but like how, how bad teams are going to be fighting one another, you know, like the, the cannibalism of the West, that those final seven games are probably going to be important for seeding purposes. And seven of those final eight come against projected playoff teams, which... Um, you know, is they're going to have to be in playoff form a couple weeks before the playoff gets here if they don't want to to slip in the in the standings. You know, so I mean that's a, that's the same way it was last year, except now you add LeBron James to the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. Um, another schedule thing: Oklahoma City, according to uh, averages based off of the um, the Westgate over-unders. OKC has the 17th, or sorry, not 17th, the 19th most difficult schedule this season in the league. That's good. That's, yeah, to I'll me, that's that. pretty surprising because uh, here's another stat. Out of, if you rank the, the strength of schedule from 1 to 30, um, nine of the top 10 teams uh, for strength of schedule are in the West and 12 of the top 15 are in the West. The Thunder yeah, so have the surprising. second easiest schedule in the West, um, aside of, of course, the Warriors. Somehow Bless they up. got, yeah, they have like the 21st easiest schedule in the league. Uh, they have the easiest schedule in the West. OKC has the second easiest schedule in the West. So a little bit of a break for us, I think. It's kind of surprising given the Northwest division. I mean, every single one of the teams in the Northwest division is really a, a playoff contender. There's not a weak team and since you're playing each of those teams four times yeah uh kind of surprising I that's think, a quarter to, of the schedule yeah yeah people, exactly people are expecting portland to fall and i don't understand why i mean they replace they they replaced shabazz napier with seth curry who is roughly the same player except can probably shoot better from three even though seth is coming off an injury and they lost ed davis right like w w what happened there that is substantial I think that a lot of people look thinking. at how they got how they left the playoffs. You know, I, I think probably that has a little bit to do with people being down on them. Um, that and and every other West team improved a little. Um, that, I, I'm with you. They didn't really get that much worse. You know, losing Ed Davis, 
but maybe because all the other West teams improved in some way, uh, theoretically. Yeah, maybe because maybe because Portland didn't get any better. Right. Right. Yeah. Say the same. Yeah. Which I mean, all Utah right. didn't make any roster changes, but Utah's just going to get better from experience. You know, I mean, Donovan Mitchell right. is going into a second year, so. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, a, exactly. that, that's a good point, but man, that like. Seven through ten in the West is going to be really interesting this year. Yeah, like really, yeah. There's going to be two teams that definitely deserve to be in the playoffs that aren't going to get there. One of them will be New Orleans. Ooh, uh, really? I, I think I think Denver is going to be a, a top a top six team this year. I think Denver adding it to the bench and assuming Michael Porter can play. I think I thought they he was made sitting s- out. I don't I mean he was I saw some videos today at the rookie photo shoots where he was like doing three point contests with Trey Young and like messing around. He, he didn't look like he was injured by any means. They're not going to be able to defend anybody. So there's that. That's true. They're well, going to yeah, outscore so, everybody. <laughs> but they got the horses to do it, man. Yeah. Well, next topic, um, according to Brett Dawson of the Oklahoman, uh, the Thunder are down to some finalists on uh, uh, selecting Brian Davis's uh, replacement. Uh, They're out of no their na- cotton picking mind. God dang, you can't <laughs> say that on this podcast. We're going to fire you too. Davis. <laughs> yeah, hey, but I, hey, I, I, hey. I, I'm being let go. I'm not being fired. I guess there's no names that have been announced as far as who the finalists are. We just know there are some finalists. Uh, so I just wanted to go through, ask, ask you guys, um, give me two or three people uh, that you would like to see replace him that would be fun to listen to uh, on the Thunder broadcast. So I've got some inside sources, and these are the top three candidates. Are you guys ready to hear them? I am ready. I- I'm ready. Uh, the top the top candidate right now, they're, they, they're not agreeing on a contract. They're, they're trying to still figure it out. But the top one right now is actually Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> the the second one who my is daughter i just gotta say my daughter would freaking let she would be all about the oh, thunder yeah. if that came true huge fan and you could send that dude to the the russell's reading the reading rooms and have no problems <laughs> absolutely that's funny and then the second one that is a backup to cookie monster is peewee herman who oh, God, would still no. make is sexually he... suggestive jokes because <laughs> he's he... still alive yeah, yeah, he's still he's alive. Not, he, he's not. He goes dead. by Paul Rubens now. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I thought he was dead. Yeah, he did like a Netflix movie yeah. like like a year ago. Oh. It's on Netflix right now. I uh, I missed that one. You know. It's under the adult section. That's why. <laughs> yes. Yep. It is. Then you get in he his masturbating in adult movie theaters days are over. So that's why they are. Uh, <laughs> he's. Choosing him, he's going to rub one out to like a Russell Westbrook dunk in the middle of the third quarter. Oh, he, he might, you know, but you know, he's a rehab project just like but, Nerlens Noel and Dennis Schroeder. What um, Thunder fan but, doesn't though, really? Uh, yeah, that's true. And the last one right now is because they are still haggling over contract disputes and the rights for copyright infringement is Jim Carrey, but he portrays the character The Mask. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Smoking. <laughs> but right. yeah, Cookie, well, Cookie uh, Monster's number one. I, yeah, ha- I have different sources that have oh, given okay. me a different list. Um, the first guy they are interviewing 
and are working out contract negotiations with is the guy I don't even know his name, uh, but he does the the episode <laughs> recaps for Dragon Ball Z. Last time on Dragon Ball Z, that guy, um, he's gonna be incredible. Second guy they're talking to, who all Thunder fans would love to have on the broadcast, is the one and the only Kendrick Perkins. Nice. He uh, they, they are going see Fox Sports Oklahoma is going to offer a uh, a ten dollar a month package where you can get the unedited perk where he I would just pay that. he just cusses and trash talks during yeah. the uh, during the broadcast. I would pay, I don't pay for cable, but I would pay for that, uh, dude. I would pay a large sum of money for that. And for an extra price, Vanity Perkins will come and smash the windows in your house. <laughs> <laughs> that's good and the last guy they are working with is former wrestler announcer and local oklahoman jr nice nice well i have a different set of sources actually <laughs> our sources uh, are all shit, man yeah no mine are legit oh yeah our, you got ours mine are are legit. The, not ours only are, are your sources full of shit, but so are you guys all right anyways go ahead brandon uh, my uh, one of the guys that they're looking at, uh, I, I I doubt that they can afford this guy, but they're saying they're talking to him. Morgan Freeman is actually in consideration right now. He would, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine watching a Thunder game with Morgan Freeman God. narrating? As Russell Westbrook drilled the three pointer, <laughs> he never looked back on his life. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. That's that's a pretty good impromptu Morgan Freeman. Uh, okay. So then uh, they were. I also heard that they were trying to look into to people who say crazy, out of their mind things, like Brian Davis. So you know, Thunder fans would be feel comfortable. Uh, and so Kanye West is actually being considered uh, for the spot. And then, oh my gosh! Uh, hey, hold, hold on, Bef- before you move be, on, that'd be dope. I'd be down with that. <laughs> before you move on, Brandon, I have to ask you guys: Have you seen that clip of Kanye from the other night? Um, on yes. was it like the late show? Jimmy Kimmel. On Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Yeah. Call me. Or have you seen it? Well, remind me, and I'll say yes or no. Nick, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Okay, so Kimmel asked Kanye if like he thinks of women and approaches women differently because he has a daughter now, and Kanye's response was, "Well, I mean, not really. I still get on Pornhub all the time." Hell yeah. That's a real honest man. He said that on live television, and I laughed so hard. You know what's really weird is that he can get on Pornhub and see his wife with another guy. (laughs) Oh, man. Also, oddly, looks like Kanye. Wasn't it Ray J she got with? Right? Yes, yes, that is accurate. See, and he'd be making chicken salad out of chicken something else. Exactly. Perfect. All right, Brandon, who's your third guy? (laughs) My third guy, uh, again, so Thunder fans wouldn't even notice that Brian Davis is gone, is uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. Uh, the dude looks just like Brian Davis. Google him. Hank from Breaking Bad is uh, going to take Brian Davis' spot. I have actually I like never it. watched Breaking, Breaking Bad, so I'm Googling You him never right watched now. Breaking Bad? I have not. And I'm I a teacher, so like, that Breaking should Bad. be like my second source of income. But uh, Yeah. I have never watched. So Especially I'm... in Oklahoma, right? Oh, yeah. He definitely does look like Brian Davis. You're not lying. Absolutely. He does. And P.S. Watch, like, as soon as this podcast is over. Just go uh, binge it. 
Yeah, absolutely. But right, right after you watch the the Pee Wee Herman movie on Netflix, then get okay. to Breaking Bad. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, yeah, I, do you I have some sources? Had, yeah, I had, my source said some very different things. Uh, the first guy they're looking at, they're giving him a second chance uh, to help the Thunder out. They're talking to a very stoned Mitch McGarry. Uh, <laughs> Is he going to broadcast oh with his snakes? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yes. He he's one of their options. Uh, they're also talking to Big Cat from Barstool uh, to come in and, <laughs> and and do some things for the Thunder, do some broadcasting. That's funny. And I guess uh, the, the guy that's kind of just came into the conversation, um, he's never done anything like this before, but I think he'd be good for us. Uh, he's from Rick and Morty, uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I have never watched Rick and Morty either, so... Whoa. You, man, What's this guy's you, problem? Yeah, you need, to go, watch, you need to go watch some TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just let me just say right now, I am really glad that I came up. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, he didn't warn me that you guys were all going to do like you know goofy answers to this. He made a stream like a straight question. I thought I was being <laughs> the goofy one. I'd be so mad right now if my list was like Matt Pinto, Leslie McClaskin. <laughs> I'd be Antonio so mad. McDaniels. Antonio Daniels. I'd be so mad at you guys. I'd look so lame. Hey, low key, <laughs> I would love Antonio Daniels as the as the play by play guy. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah, yeah realistically, awesome. realistically, I think he'd be my top option. But yeah, I think me we too. got some we got some good candidates. What and about uh, uh, the guy with the bad art? What's his name? Oh, Desmond Mason. <laughs> yeah. What about Desmond? <laughs> Hell Mason? no! Hell <laughs> no! I, I'm really glad you recognized him at the guy as the guy with the bad art. <laughs> this is this would be Desmond Mason, Russell Westbrook dunks, and I still f-ing hate Sam Presti. That's exactly what his broadcast would be. I don't know if Presti like piped D Mason's wife or what he did. But Desmond Mason hates the Thunder. Like, I don't get it, dude. He it makes just, no like, sense. He's so, yeah. like, negative on them all the time. Also, so we, we all know that the Thunder let Brian Davis go because of, of the comment, right? Like, they didn't bring him back because of his comment. Are they going to cut their sponsorship with Papa John's now, too? No. Since he dropped the N-word? <clears throat> They no. fired him, so I don't know. Like they fired Papa John himself from the oh, that's true from the company. So maybe maybe they can continue. I don't know. I don't know how that. I, that's a good I, I question. thought that was. I thought that would be. That's interesting, a good question. You know? I yeah. still I mean, like those fifty percent off Papa nights. You know, Domino's is still way better. I think that when we send out our pizzas to our viewers, it should be Domino's only because Papa John sucks. But we'll see how that Dude, goes. I Papa, I I don't like Papa John's pizza that much, but that garlic sauce. Dude, I would garlic bathe, sauce I would bathe is in that good. Stuff. I hope that racist didn't have anything to do with that garlic sauce because I, I want to eat that guilt-free. Do we know if he used a hard <laughs> ER? I have no <laughs> idea. Oh, my God. I was just curious. All right, we should probably uh, get move, off this topic. Move too. on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to alienate so many listeners tonight. Let's go ahead. You just uh, alienated me. I'm actually going to get off. I got to go. <laughs> We've yeah, lost Brandon, guys. <laughs> Let's go on over to the around the association now. All right, so around the association, we've been talking about the schedule and the the Thunder schedule specifically, but as far as league-wide, 
what are some things that you guys are excited for um, on the league-wide schedule? Anything that you guys are looking forward to at all? I mean, yeah, the one that jumps out is definitely Spurs-Raptors for me. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are all about the Lakers-Cavs. But to me, LeBron's gone and played the Cavs you know, with the Heat now, so this is just kind of a redo to me. Um, I'm way more interested in in Kawhi's return to San Antonio, even more so than Demar's return to Toronto, uh, to see how that. those, especially you know, since you know the whole Spurs organization and the fans, you know, their thing for the last 20 years has all about them being classy and all that stuff. I want to see if these Spurs fans just rage out at Kawhi and how they handle it, and then how he handles it back. To I'm I'm really interested in in that whole thing. I think uh, I I'm right there with you. I I think he's going to get mercilessly booed, and I what think would, it's going to be pretty entertaining. What would you do if the first time Toronto visits the Spurs, and then of course Kawhi's going to get booed? What would you do if Kawhi just double birded the entire crowd? <laughs> I would be pretty surprised. Um. Or is he just going to have that same sad look on his face like he always does? I think that's probably the the, the safe bet. But I will tell you, if he double birded the crowd, I'd probably get a T-shirt of it. You know, you know what Kawhi looks like. What does Kawhi look like? You guys ever heard of a show called New Girl? Yeah, I, I've watched New Girl. He looks like Winston from New Girl. You think so? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm pulling up Winston right now. Look it up. I'm looking it up. I mean, I I know Winston, but I can't see Kawhi and just off the top. Let me look. Winston with cornrows. Actually, with cornrows, I can see that. It's there. Oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah yes. I can see it actually. Kawhi I guess I just I just bird shirts. Winston's just so funny and full of life that you know and Kawhi is dead inside. It's it's hard to to picture it, but I can see it now. Yeah. I personally think everyone's. Everyone's saying, I think the general consensus is that the Celtics are going to go to the finals from the East. I still think that, and I've been saying this to my friends and none of them agree, I think that we're going to see the Raptors in the finals. I think that's a legit possibility. Man, their defense is going to be so good. Yeah. So good. Their benches, their benches, I mean, the Celtics bench is obviously very deep. I mean, they, they ran through the playoffs with an entire bench unit last year, but I really think the Raptors have a deep bench. Their 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 bench is you know one or two deep at every single position. Yep, and yeah. you know I, I think one thing that honestly I had even forgotten about until like a week ago, but Wilson Chandler on the 76ers is a sneaky good pickup. I mean they got him for nothing. You know the, yeah. the, the Denver yeah. just needed to to shed cap space to get yep. get below the tax. Since they literally nothing. Bill Barton. Yeah. I mean, they got him for literally nothing. Like, Willie Chili is pretty good, and instead of Demar Derozan having to sit out in the fourth quarter because the Raptors suck that much in the playoffs, you possibly have now an MVP candidate in Kawhi Leonard because he is now the probably the best player in or the most all around best player in the East. Yep, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. How how yeah, if, close if, is Giannis? to Kawhi is there a big Gian- gap there uh the gap's not big but Giannis needs to be able to make a jump shot 
I yeah, guess. I'd agree with that. I, I think it depends if Kawhi's Kawhi. If he comes back a hundred percent, he's he's clearly the best player yep. in the East. Uh, and I do. I, I don't think that's so crazy. I mean, I think we've all kind of written in the Celtics, but this Kawhi, if if he's a hundred percent, if he buys in, uh, that's a game changer. Like you said, they are deep. Their defense is going to be really, really good. Yeah, they have so and many switchable wings. They do. They like, really I do. Mean, it, you're going to trot out there like. You can have a lineup of Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, OG Ananobi, and Siakam. Like, that's so much length and athleticism. You can switch basically one through five on that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ugh, that's I'll tell you now, if Kawhi has a 50-40-90 year, he's going to win MVP. Ooh, that's a bit of a hot take. Yeah. I, can get, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. And it's doable, really. Yeah. I think LeBron's going to get MVP. Uh, if he drags the Lakers to a top five seed, I think that's possible. I, I got to go Anthony Davis if he stays healthy. God, he's so good. Yeah, he's really and good. And he's finally going to have a year where he's probably going to play full-time five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he'll just... I mean, last year he played like five only after DeMarcus Cousins went out. This year with the bigs they have around him, like Julius Randle and Nikola Mirotic cannot play five. Yeah. So AD is going to be like the full time five there, and that'll be uh, that'll be pretty interesting. What other big did New Orleans just pick up? Uh, Jalil. Yeah, Jalil Okafor. And there were trades like he was supposed to go to New Orleans a long time ago, right? Yeah, he he was going to go to New Orleans before they made the boogie deal. That was the rumor right before the uh, the boogie deal went through. Yeah. So. Interesting. I like the Pelicans this year. I. I, I I don't know. Between Anthony Davis, uh, Meritich, uh, Drew Holiday, Randall, uh, uh, one of you fellows said that you don't see him making the playoffs. And I know the West is going to be tough, but I just don't see any way. If Davis stays healthy, which is a big if, yes. I just don't see how they don't make it. You So, Brandon, would you take who would you take in the playoffs if it came down to New Orleans <clears throat> and San Antonio? I'd probably go Pelicans, honestly. Wow. I know it's crazy, but but I mean, and I know the Kawhi didn't play much at all last year and didn't really have anything to do with the record, but they did lose Danny Green, uh, and that's significant. Obviously, they get Demar, and so I think everybody's like, well, they made the playoffs without Kawhi. Now they get Demar. It's no brainer. I mean, Aldridge is another year older. Yeah, uh, Powell the, the has got two South feet Powell. in the grave already. <laughs> Yeah, Powell's another year older. They lose Kyle Anderson too, which is which is a hit. You Slow lose mode. Kyle Anderson. Yeah. You, you lose Kyle Anderson, Danny Green. And I, I don't know. To me, that's significant. I, I don't think the Spurs are by any means a lock to make the uh, the playoffs. And you got two. Your two best players are both guys uh, who love the mid range shot. Yep. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work, honestly. Yep. And um, who's the the kid that started at point guard for him last year? Dejounte yeah, Murray. Dejounte Murray. Yeah, Dejounte Murray. He's not a, a shooter either. So like, they don't have right. a lot of guys that can really stretch the floor out. Right. Rudy, Rudy Gay is going to be twenty points per night for them, or have to be. <laughs> yeah, Rudy he Gay really going to start at the three for them this year. Wow, he probably because Sounds you're going to start. You're going to start Demarcus at the two. You're going to start Aldridge at the four, and I would assume you're going to start Jakob Pertl at the five. Yeah, I mean, so, I guess he would. Yeah. If Rudy Gay is starting at the three, Paul George is going to eat. Oh, yeah. You know my favorite part about that entire lineup? What? Uh, Pirtle sounds a lot like Turtle. <laughs> and it looks nothing like Pirtle. 
Total. There, there's, total. No, there's no R anywhere in total there. Total for the turtle. Uh. All right. Well, NFL training camp is currently going on. There's been some preseason games. I have, I've never been an NFL guy, but I am opening up my recruitment <laughs> for uh, an NFL team. I yeah, I've seen this on I've seen this on Twitter, and I've I've kept my comments for this podcast. By the He's way, taking oh. applications. He's okay, taking okay, applications. Brandon, I'll, you have a thirty-second pitch. Go. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. <laughs> they are the they are the <laughs> they are the closest team proximity-wise to your location right now. Um, five Super Bowls, and they've got a young, they're the youngest team in the NFL right now. Uh, they've got their their quarterback, their franchise quarterback, is a good classy guy um <laughs> he is and uh i mean the star it's america's team come on you can't go wrong i think don't, don't I, you want to root for the, the the lakers of the nfl i think you just <laughs> made a new best friend in nick yeah give me 30 seconds now we've got the uh we've got the best line in the nfl we've yes. got an entire defensive secondary that's like 22 and younger and they're all in the upcoming Jalen uh, yes. Jalen Smith is finally healthy. With Sean Lee's healthy as well, we have a really really good linebacker core. Yep. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is coming back, the Sat King, uh, as well as some other uh, defensive line pickups we have. So if you're looking for a team that could win a Super Bowl this year, uh, start rooting for the Cowboys. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just made a bet with my dad that said if the Cowboys win less than 12 games. I will get five hundred dollars for him, and Nick says, and Nick told me that says, "Hey, that's a good bet." And now he says they're <laughs> Super Bowl contenders. Hey, I'm I'm hyping I'm hyping it up for Jacob. Okay, <laughs> I'm just here to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a viable option. Oh. They they have Big Ben who has stopped raping people, which is good. <laughs> I was gonna say. They have Antonio Brown, possibly the most electric wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, come on. The Dallas Cowboys best wide receiver is a white fight foot eight guy named Cole Beasley from SMU. Okay. Who can dunk? He's five foot eight and yeah. white and can dunk. Okay. Hey, hey Kamiar, at least not- at least our running back wants to wants to play for our team. Oh, no, Le'Veon Bell wants to play for the Steelers. He just isn't getting paid enough, which is fine. Also, the Steelers have more rings than Dallas, so I'm, con- I'm content with that. Yeah, but Dallas got all theirs on the up and up. Let's talk about how the Steelers got theirs. I'm still I'm still mad about that Seahawks-Steelers Super Bowl. That was the worst no. officiated Super Bowl of all time. Well, Look wait, into wait, it. When was the last time the, the, the Cowboys won a Super Bowl? Uh, 2000, 2019. Uh, when was the, oh yeah, that's what my dad would say. What, what, like ninety ninety seven? You know how old I was? Six. No, it was it was it was ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, god. So, you know how old I was? Five. <laughs> I was I was I was born that year. Oh, well, thank god. you for listening to uh, the NFL podcast, The Uncontested. Um, I'm just kidding. I am going to nar- narrow my my top three teams. I'm going to narrow it down to top three the week before the NFL season starts. So if any of you guys want to pitch your NFL team to me, get in the mentions. I will uh, I will listen to all recruits. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, no racist. Also, I, I'm like a high school kid that's uh, taking his college recruitment visits. If you slip me some cash or a new car, there is an even better chance that I will sign with your team for the 2018-19 season. Anyways... Training camp is going on, 
And on Saturday, yesterday, a fan was at Kamiar's team, the Steelers. Hell he yeah. dressed up in full pads, threw on a Hell Steelers yeah. uniform and a helmet, <laughs> yes. and got down onto the field. They didn't yes. notice him for a while. And he said he just wanted to check Antonio Brown on a few routes. That's so badass. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, if you could go out on the NBA court and choose any player in the league to check one-on-one, who do you think you can lock up? Well, if it's just purely check them, I have I have two, okay? There is one just to check them, and there is a second one, who do I think I can lock up? Okay. First for check is Patrick Beverly. Um, I would do everything in my in my powers to somehow end his career. And uh, B... You're going to DDT him when he goes for a layup? Yes. And who do I think I can lock up? Well, the answer here is simple. Andre Robertson, because that guy can't shoot anyways. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Just leave him open. Yes. Nick, uh, who are you going to guard? Um... My answer for, for both options, as far as who I could check and who I could guard, um, the most overrated player in the league, Draymond Green. Ooh. Okay, I like that. Brandon, Checking who nuts. are you going to guard? Uh, I'd have to go with uh, KD. Uh, I'll just show him uh, his Twitter feed right before he goes up for a shot. Yeah. There you go. Business. It completely, completely throw him off of his game. Uh, have him thinking about Twitter. Yeah. Uh, that's what, and and I mean honestly, uh, honestly, I'm mean, I'm really surprised nobody said Kyle Singler. I thought that was is that just yeah. like too too low a hanging fruit there? I, I, think I guess so. it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, good call. On on Jimmy Kimmel's NBA mean tweets when they said that Demarcus somebody tweeted Demarcus Cousins and told him he was an emotional lesbian. I think that's actually Kevin Durant who is an yes. emotional lesbian. Yes. All you got to that's what I'm saying, just get him in his feelings while he's playing yeah. the game. That's all you got to do. I wonder how many like NBA players whenever they take the court against KD, they talk shit on him about his Twitter feed. Man, could you imagine if KG was playing in today's game oh, and trash talking Kevin uh, Durant? Seriously. He called Charlie Villanueva a cancer patient. <laughs> how how cool would it be if if opening or you know an opening game against the Warriors is actually at home? The first time they come to Oklahoma City, if all the fans had big printed posters of KD tweets where he looks like an idiot. Dude, what would be even better <laughs> and totally out of character is Dude, if I just did your podcast. <laughs> if if the Thunder organization was handing out those flyers at the door, like you walk in and then they give you like a big poster of a KD tweet. Sam, Sam Presti himself personally handing out. Here you go, kids. <laughs> That would be incredible. Um, I don't know who I would choose to lock up. Um, I mean, Kyle Singler is a is a bit of a low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I might choose Carmelo Anthony, and yep. um, and just let him shoot like a mid range J. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Honestly, all the all NBA players like even. Um, Kyle Singler like would probably just kick our asses, but oh no doubt, there's no yeah. problem. I mean, they would just completely. Sp- I mean, remember that Brian Scalabrine, uh, Scalabrini thing, mm-hmm. Scalabrini uh, um, video a few years ago because everybody's talking trash on him, 
you know, the whole white mamba thing and all these guys that like were the best at like their local gym or whatever said that they could take him. So he challenged him and it was recorded. It's this thing. I mean, you can find it on, on YouTube and he just killed all of them. Wasn't yep. even close. And these were like the best of the best from their like little local pickup games and stuff like that. And he just made them look like idiots. So yeah, Kyle Singler would just, would just dominate us. I wonder if he would play before the float tank or if he would float tank after. <laughs> No. I would assume probably after. All right, the Westgate Vegas odds for the NBA over-unders are out. We talked about the bet online odds last week. Westgate's odds are a little bit different, um, but I have the odds in front of me, and I have come up with some bets for you guys. So I have, I think it's eight here. I'm going to give you guys a uh, a bet, and I want you to tell me if you are – putting your money on this or if you're staying away from it okay and you three can kind of discuss and make a decision first bet i have for you is the lakers will have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs you're going to take that no. or you're going to leave it no they won't i'm going to sell on this sir nick you agree with him i i'm gonna take it Ooh. only because come <laughs> february they're going to trade half their team and, and half of those half of those role players they have and somehow completely change their roster for LeBron's liking. So they're going to play Cleveland from last year? Yeah, I mean, Cleveland every year. Yeah, yeah um, true. But yeah, they're, they're going to do something where all these... I mean, their team is literally full of role players and there's going to be a lot of teams out there desperate for those role players and they're going to they're gonna use that to their advantage and they're somehow going to completely revamp the team to where it actually makes sense going into going into the end of February, and they're going to go on a run. Okay, interesting. Second Scared bet. money don't make none. Second bet. Uh, this is a straight-up over-under on wins. They have the Thunder at 50-and-a-half. You guys taking the over or the under? Over. Over. Yep. Wow, all three of you guys taking the over. Very good. Yeah, I like I, it. I, I got us at about between 55 to 57. So to get the 50-and-a-half ones, I think the Thunder need a three-game pickup from last season. They ended last season with 47. Is that right? Uh, 48. 48. Okay, so yeah, th- three exactly. Then we'll get them to, to 51. So yeah. they need a three-game improvement from last year. All right, next one. Golden State gets 60-plus wins. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Over. That's, yeah. Wow. I thought Kamyar would be the one to take the under on that one, considering nah. his feelings about um, about Boogie. All right. Another over under for you. One and a half Eastern Conference teams will get in the playoffs with a losing record. Ooh. You taking the over or the under? under? Under. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go under here too. The the East is has improved quite a bit. I think the the bottom dwellers will be a little bit better this year. Okay, so you guys think either one team or no teams in the East will make the playoffs with a losing record? Correct. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Next one. Both San Antonio and Portland are going to miss the playoffs. You guys taking this or leaving it? <sighs> one of those two will make it. That's a very specific bet to say both of those teams Right. Not make it. If it was like one of them, I'd for sure take it. But to say both of them is too specific for me to say no. I'm going to sell this bet, sir. I actually, I, 
It's funny because I'm I actually completely agree with Nick and his reasoning on this. But when I I made my standings, my predictions, I actually had both the Spurs and Blazers out of the playoffs. So I guess I'll I guess I'll buy it. I, even though okay. I don't necessarily agree with it, I'll buy it. I have right. them both missing. This one is a um I think it's a bit of a bottom dweller question here. The Mavs will win more games than the Grizzlies. Sell. So you think the Grizzlies will be better than Mavs? Nick, what about you? That's a really tough question because the Grizzlies before last year were a playoff team every year consistently with Marc Gasol and uh, Conley both healthy. So so just the fact that they're both healthy again, you would think they'd at least be um, decent enough to, to take a look at the playoffs. But the Mavs also have done a lot to improve. It's uh, it's That whole bet's contingent on Luka Doncic, and I, I'm not super high on him. So I'll say the Grizzlies win more games. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go Mavs. Uh, I think Dennis Smith Jr. will be a little bit better this year. Uh, Harrison Barnes is solid. They got DeAndre Jordan, and of course, like you said, Doncic. I don't, I don't. I got. I think the Mavs win more. And I just can't. Even though right now Conley and Gasol are both healthy, I don't really trust both of them to stay healthy for the rest of the year. So or all season. So I'll go Mavs for sure. Call me. Or when do I have to call uh, Jim Traber? Speaking of the Grizzlies, by opening night, pal. So. I, you, you, you're telling me there's still a chance that I can win that bet. Yes, but it doesn't look likely. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of worried. Although I'm excited to have a nice chat with Jim. James. Should be good. Old James Traber. My next... He played in the big leagues in Japan. He did. Japan land. My next one. Toronto is a top two seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Bye, 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 bye. Yes, bye. for okay. sure. If not the number one seed. So you guys are leaving Philly out, I'm assuming? Yes. I mean, we're not leaving them out. I'm just saying the East is more competitive, and Toronto has good players everywhere. All right. uh, I'd say I'd say I'd go Boston, Toronto, Philly. Okay. Last one. Based off of the Westgate over-unders, they currently have Golden State as the one seed in the West. <laughs> And by a pretty wide margin, they have Golden State ahead of Houston by eight games. My question is, are you buying that gap? Do you think Golden State will have eight more wins than the second-place team in the West? I will sell, but it will be close. Yeah. I say yes just because although Oklahoma City and Houston don't have dramatically different rosters, Both teams have very large pieces of their starting lineup that are no longer there. And, you know, us being Carmelo, them being Ariza, that they're going to have to figure out how to play without them and and tweak their roster a little bit. So I know it's not dramatically different, but just that fact that they're going to have to do a little bit of adjusting and gelling will be enough that the Warriors obviously have no gelling to do, that they're going to come out of the gates hot. It's weird because, you know, the the Rockets finished seven games better than the Warriors last year, but I think that was an anomaly on both sides. I mean, the Rockets, I think, outperformed what they were, and the Warriors obviously way underperformed, mostly because of a bunch of injuries. Um, I expect that to flip this year. Uh, The Rockets definitely got worse. The Warriors got better. Uh, Yeah, I think eight is right about right, actually. That's tough. I'd, I'd say that's right about right, but I'll say... 
Yes. Okay. I'll buy that. And, and I like what you brought up there, Brandon, that, you know, the, the Rockets were the number one seed by seven games. So we're talking a 15-game yeah. total swing here, which yeah, that's, is kind of crazy. Tough. But that I'm with you because, you know, Golden State, it remains to be seen fit-wise, but arguably they, they took a step forward getting Boogie. Uh, right. I think it's it's pretty agreed upon, upon uh, around the league that the Rockets took a step back, losing Ariza and Mbob Mute for Carmelo Anthony. I mean, the only reason Houston was in the Western Conference Finals and had a chance to win it was because of their defense. Right. I mean, they were playing games in the 90s, you know? So yeah. I, I, I think that that one's really difficult, but... It's tough. That's tough. Eight games, here's man. here's, here's my another big reason for me. Um. I could be wrong on this, but just based on memory, I don't recall Chris Paul being hurt ever, if not more than a little bit during the regular season. And I could totally see him being out for a, uh, a longer stretch uh, during the regular season this year because he, he gets hurt quite a bit. Chris Paul and James Harden missed more games combined than Andre Arbison did, I thought. I, I, didn't, I don't remember Chris Paul missing that much. Yeah, he missed, he, quite, he, he missed he only, quite a bit. Yeah, I think he missed like 25, 20, 25 games last yeah. year, something like that. But 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 I kind of count on that at this point. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up right now. He played 58 games last year, so he missed 24. A uh, year before that, he played 61. year before that, he played 74. 82 the year before that, but then 62 the year before that. So, I mean, right around 60 is is fairly normal at this point for Chris Paul. So I kind of count on that as well. And you got to figure James Harden obviously is going to play hard, but he's got his MVP now. So how is, is he going to is he going to play quite as hard? Like in the I regular know. season, yeah. Right in the regular season, I mean, quite yeah. as Harden. Yeah, there. You, yeah. Boo. yeah. He's going to be at the strip clubs. Probably he's not going to play <laughs> as hard because he's going to be tired and hungover. All right, let's move on to some Twitter questions. I love Twitter questions. Do you guys like Twitter questions? They're uh, they uh, they're okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I love our Twitter followers. We're over a thousand now. From at Bananenflank2, Bananenflank2, give us some reasons why the 2018-19 season won't be a disappointment for the Thunder. Jacob, what do you think? Uh, there's no Carmelo Anthony on this team. So it's automatically better, Nick. We have a bench score. Yes. That's a good one. Uh, for me, we, we took care of our biggest weaknesses. We And that's two that you said. Got a bench score, got rid of Melo, and we got a backup big, a backup center this year. Bench is much better and no Melo. Good defense. However, I, I can see us being disappointed in the fact that we have zero shooters besides like Paul George. But here, here's the deal. You have Russ and Paul George locked up on longer-term deals, so you don't think every loss is the end of the world, and you can continue to add on to this piece of the puzzle uh, yes. for the next few years. That's a good so point. So I think that's just the reason for optimism already is that, like, ah, oh, we lost the game by, like, five points that we should have won, that OKC should have won. Now you have a bevy of young wings you're trying to figure out. Yes, they're still going to be tinkering. It's Billy Donovan. He tinkers all the way till the playoffs, through the playoffs, whatever. He's still tinkering. Tinkering sounds like a dirty word now. But still, <laughs> they have consistency among their stars, among their core guys. So that is 
a big reason why this will not be a disappointment for the Thunder. That's a good point. I remember yeah. whenever they lost to Brooklyn down in Mexico, and I just thought like, oh God, Paul George hates this team. He's going to leave. Everything's awful. Don't have to worry about that for three more years. Well, and I always go back to the fact that before Robertson got hurt, when all five starters were healthy, they'd won 16 in a row. I mean, they looked like a, a dominant team before Robertson went out. If Robertson's back healthy and you lose Melo's terrible defense, I mean, this this team was bouncing between the one and three best defense in the league before Robertson got hurt. Mm-hmm. So you, you add Robertson and get rid of Melo. You add uh, Nerlens Noel, who's a, who's a great um, defensive center. The defense is only going to get better. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty high on this year's team. And this t- this year's team has I think really has an identity. You know, yes. it, it's defend the hell out of people and run. Yeah, you know, exactly. and, and I and they're they're going to be able to do that with the first team and with the second team. Whereas yes. last year, especially offensively, they struggled to find an identity. I mean, we could argue that they never found an offensive identity until they played. What was that game five against Utah? Whenever Russ and Paul George just went off. So yeah. it, it seems like from day one, they're going to have an identity and this uh, this idea of what they're going to do. And they're going to be able to do it for 48 minutes. I mean, all 48 minutes of the game, you're going to have Russ or Schroeder out there. And those guys are going to play fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm high on Schroeder. I'm really he's he's going to be a great backup point guard and scorer. Yeah, I agree. Well, next to a question from at Extreme Thunder fans says, who is going to be the next traded from the Thunder? And more exclusively, when is Kyle Singler going to be gone? <laughs> um, he answered I, your own question there, buddy. Yeah, he did for sure. Kyle Singler uh, will be the next traded. Kyle Singler will be the next traded. I think before August 31st, isn't there something with his contract? Uh, August 31st, uh, does it? You, you can't stretch players after August That's 31st. what it was. Yep. That's what it was. So you got to think if it's going to happen, and I think it will happen. Look, he's an expiring. Uh, lots of teams want cap space next season. I think that Presti's uh, looking to trade him as we speak. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he packages Alex Sabrinas with him because then all of a sudden you have $10.5 million worth of expirings that you can shoot to another team and get something back that's pretty decent. Uh, maybe a contract between... Seven to ten million dollars for the next couple of years. Dion Waiters. <laughs> I mean, it, it would work. It would Just work financially. Dion makes like eleven point five million or something like that, yeah. but it would it would work. Yeah. Uh, I want Courtney Lee personally. Uh, that, that's that, that's that would be fun. He can he can shoot the thing, man. He can shoot. He can defend. I would I would love that. You can get Kyle Korver make seven point five million for the next couple of years. Um, Terrence Ross. There's a lot of different, different things if you package both Singler and Abrinas. Nick, do you I think, have any anything to add there? Yeah, I think people are. I mean, obviously the bulk of the trades have already happened. Um, but you got to think we didn't even trade for Mello until late September. Yep. So I mean, there's still a lot of time for trades to happen. Um, I know people are thinking since they're since most of the trades have happened that we may not. But a lot can happen between now and, and the regular season. So I, I don't think that um, we should be freaking out that Singler isn't gone already. It, it, there's a lot of time. Yeah, if anything, if he's if he's not traded by August 31st, that, that should lend more credence to the fact that he's going to be traded since you can't stretch him anymore. Yeah, definitely. I don't think they're going to end the season with Singler on the roster. 
No. They're not even going to start the season with Singla yeah. on the roster. So. And the, the thing about did. stretching him is even though he's like an expiring, he's got two years left. The second year is non-guaranteed. And since he's got two years left, if they stretch him, they can stretch that money over five years instead of three, which effectively right. would be a $1 million cap hit per year. But it'd still be gross to see Kyle Singler $1 million on the cap every year for the next five years. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot less gross than seeing Carmelo Anthony's 9.3 or whatever it was going to be. Yes, that was absolutely. Awful. Absolutely. The next Twitter question comes from at Drew underscore 611. Drew says, how, can, how good can these young guys be? What do they need to collectively produce to be good for this team? Do Abrinas, Ferguson, and let's say TLC need to produce 15 points per game or something? What do you think, Nick? Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think that they need to produce that much. I think those guys need to do more little things than scoring. I don't think there's like, you know, we're not going to be good unless they produce 15 points per game. I think if they come in and do little things, play defense, um, you know, make it to where when, when the starters come off the floor, we don't skip a beat. Uh, little things like that is what I'm looking for out of them, not necessarily a certain amount of points per game. Yeah, that's, I would I completely agree with Nick there. You just, you look, they're going to be playing with Schroeder, Grant, and Noel. Those are three great bench pieces. Let them carry the weight. When those guys come in, play defense, and hopefully stretch the floor some, I, I just want to see him play D and average between them, say, 35% from three. If we can get that, I don't really care about the raw numbers. Uh, I just think that they'll be doing enough for the bench if they can do those things. I, I'm on board with you guys. And personally, I think Ferguson's going to average probably about seven or eight points a game this season. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to make a bit of a jump. But, yeah, I don't know if they need to – specifically produce a certain number of points or assists or rebounds um, but be able to come in the game and bring defensive energy I think is going to be big and then just be able build chemistry and be able to play off Schroeder honestly I think if Abrinas Ferguson or Timote Luwabu Cabarro nice to those guys yeah thank you thank you yeah that's impressive if if even two of those guys combine for 15 points per game I think OKC is looking really good. Yeah, yeah. Because well, if, if you have if you have shooter off the bench, you know, getting you know twelve to 15. fourteen, yeah. 14, 15 a night, and then you've got Nerlens cleaning glass and them just running downhill twenty four seven, getting to the free throw line. Which that's another good thing. Hughes is no longer with the team. Carlson no longer with the team. Dakari Johnson no longer with the team. A lot yeah. of guys no longer with the team. You add guys that are consistent free throw shooters so if they're constantly running downhill that's good news so i'm if they if they do 15 points collectively sweet okay she's gonna win more than 50 games of course like 55 or more even if they get 10 points per game okc's still in a good spot yeah i mean i i think okc's big four the top four players of russ pg adams and schroeder Nightly are going to average what 85 80 points a game should yeah i'm really hoping that jeremy grant has he'll take the next step as far as his ball handling is is concerned did you see that video of him like, i saw over the part summer? of it yeah i saw him making threes he, he was making threes but he like 
from when he showed up to OKC to now, he's so much better of a ball handler and so much better body control. Like, if yep. he could take that next step and draw some gravity out to the three-point line, like, his contract's going to be a steal. Like, an you absolute think he, steal. You think he can be, like, 10 points per game? Grant? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably fair. Depends on if he's starting or coming off the bench to me. He scores so efficiently. Yep, I mean, yep. he gets to the line so well. And, you know, I mean, just the way he attacks the basket. Um, and you got to think with more minutes, more touches, he's going to – I could see him easily getting, yeah, eight points a game for sure. I'm excited. I mean, actually, he scored 8.4 last year. Wow. I, mean, I think he can jump to 10. Yeah, I, I think, think he really could. I for him because he's going to get more shots because Melo was taking 16 a game. Right. You know, so just that shot distribution is going to – he's going to get probably two to three more shots a game. So. Yeah. Right. Mello was taking 16 shots a game and getting 15 points per game. Yes, gosh. We call so that bad. inefficient. Yes, but inefficient. Russ, but Russ is the inefficient one. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, the yeah. next question comes from at, this is possibly the best at we have so far, at Russ underscore Holla. After hearing some national media talk in the home word association with OKC and on CJ's podcast, if it was up to you, would you take Kevin Durant back while ignoring all cap logistics? What do you think, Brandon? Man, see, I'm so torn on this. Personally, I'm so done with him, and and he just makes it worse every time he talks and every time he tweets and every time he, he just says anything. But I want to win a title so badly uh, for, for, for the city, for the state, for Russ. Um, obviously, I want Russ to do it without him. But you take him away from Golden State, that weakens you know, the, the main roadblock of Russ winning a title. Because it's the same thing. They took him away from OKC. That was their main roadblock. It made it easier. We'd be basically doing the same thing. Um, so... All that long-winded to say, uh, taking him away would make it easier for us in two different ways. I would, I hate myself for saying this, but I would do it. Yeah, now, now I, I assume I, I assume he comes back. That means that he comes back, you know, with some apologies, with a different attitude, you know, and he picked us and all those things. So I'm assuming that he's coming back with, you know, kind of hat in hand, trying to make things right. I'm a pretty forgiving person. I would, I would do it. I'd forgive him and, and win my title. Yeah, I agree. I, even if you get the person that hates Katie the most for what he did, if he gave us an apology and said, I know what I did was wrong. Um, I got my rings. I want to come back here and win one. And he won us a ring. Tell me who in the world is not going to say, okay. I'm exactly. Exactly. I'm the person that wouldn't say it's okay. Because I'm you? not a forgiving person. He can go to hell. All of it. No. <laughs> One of my um, it, it's you hard would... to ignore the cap logistics because in order for him to come back, that means Steven has to go. And KD already made me uh, lose Dion Waiters, who was like, <laughs> I worship that man. If I have to lose Steven too, if I lose Dion and Steven because of Kevin Durant. And you don't win a title? Oh, my God. If he came back and we lost and didn't win a title, dude. Let me throw this out there, though. I mean, let's say Noel signs, you know, stays on. 
I mean, look at this defense you're looking at. You'd you'd have Russ, Robertson, PG, KD, and Noel. That length and athleticism and defense. Stop I mean, stop trying to talk me into it, Brandon. And, and, you still, and you still have shooting and scoring because of PG and KD and Russ. I don't. I I don't. I think that team and the Warriors lose him. I, I think that's a no-brainer title team if everybody stays healthy. Here, here, here's what yes. I want. KD will leave Golden State and go to the New York Knicks. And it will still, even though it won't help us, it will hurt the Warriors. Presti will uh, will pull some strings, make some stuff happen. And Russ and PG, the ones who chose OKC, will be the ones to bring us a title. That will make me happy. Jacob, I, I, I want to reword this question for Jacob. Okay. So you have two choices. One, KD doesn't come back. We never won a championship. Russ never won the championship. That's your first option. Second option, KD comes back no matter in what fashion or, or how he comes back. KD comes back. I don't care if we lose Adams, but we win a title. Which option yeah. are you taking? I'm guaranteed a title. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, if you take the guaranteed title option, you sound just like KD, a little bitch. I know. <laughs> and my mama didn't raise no bitch, all right? Oh, she might have. Hey, guess my mama did, because I'm taking that title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's too hard of a question. I'll think about it and I'll answer it next week. Okay, well, I would say I'd still take Kevin Durant back because you're adding a top five player on in the, in the universe. Okay, anyways, next question from at Edgar R. Erickson 1. He's not just Edgar R. Erickson. He is number one. <laughs> Who would you one. rather... <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, Schmitty Warbyman Jensen. Hello. Watch SpongeBob. Anyways. That's one show I have watched. Would you rather give playing time to Big Ham, Deontay, Burton, Ferg, Abrinus, at the two or three, that's a really confusing question. Uh, yeah, I think he's asking, do, who would you want to give minutes to and at what position? Oh, so Big Ham, Hamadou Diallo, Deontay Burton, Ferguson, and Abrinas, and at the two or three. I think Hamadou Diallo is the least likely, we'll get the least amount of minutes out of all of those guys. Um, and I think... Ferguson and Abrinas will get the most, probably mostly at the two, maybe a little bit at the three, but I think TLC is probably going to be the backup three. I I think the two or three question isn't really a good question with how the league is so positionless now. I mean, yep. what's the difference between a two and a three, really? Um, but yeah, I, I think Ferg gets the most minutes just because, I mean, this could be totally wrong if Hamadou Diallo comes out and and, and does something or or Abrinas comes out and is a lot better. I mean, obviously a lot can change. But as of right now, with what I've seen, I think Ferg will get the most minutes. Yeah, the, the team is really, really high on Ferguson. And, and Jacob mentioned earlier him taking a leap. I think that's true. I think he will take a leap. His, his shooting improved every single month last season. And he's added uh, muscle over the offseason. Apparently he's like going hardcore. Uh, his defense looked really good in summer league. His shooting wasn't, but his defense was, and that's what they need. He'll definitely play the most minutes. Um, and and I agree with with Nick. I don't think there's you know it's positionless now, and all these guys are basically the same height, length, and all those things, anyways. 
Um, I expect it to be. I kind of expect Abrinas to be traded uh, because he's expiring because he's five million dollars, five point five million dollars. Uh, I think he's actually the best one of all those guys right now. Like if we're talking about right now, who's the best? I think it's Abrinas, but I think he gets traded. And we're probably seeing a lot of Ferguson and TLC. But I tell you, I am really excited about Diallo and Burton and their futures. Uh, I'm pretty high on those guys. Burton kind of reminds me of a um, like if you mixed Wes Matthews with Draymond Green. Yeah, just he's yeah, a, he's a body. thick daddy. He is. He is thick. Yeah, he's like he's like Draymond. He's kind of PJ Tuckerish. Yeah, mm-hmm. PJ Tucker's maybe a really because they're about the same size too, about six but, five, six yeah. six. He's got yeah. some handles and can play, and he he's got an awkward body. Yeah, yeah. maybe Marcus God, Smart, up, little man. Marcus he, Smart too. Yeah, he can get that awkward body up for sure. Yeah, it's impressive. But he's also yeah way more way more athletic than any of those comparisons though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like him. I like. Yeah. I'd actually trust putting him in the rotation right now. I honestly would. Yeah. I think, I think he, he he might get a permanent the spot guaranteed. on the roster. Yeah. yeah, he might get a guarantee instead of a two way. I hope he does. I, I'm high on him. But uh. Yeah, I agree. I think Ferguson gets the most minutes. And like Brandon said, Ferguson's been bulking up on the top half of his body this offseason. <laughs> the legs, you know, it's not like he's been skipping leg day. He's just so lanky that the yeah. legs sometimes take a little bit longer. But he's just an energy guy and a defense guy anyways. So I think his defense gets better. Hopefully his shot and his stroke gets a little better as well. I think, I think I think he's gonna play. Yeah, I think Ferguson but, had the best three point percentage on the team after the All Star break. He did. I think it was like forty four percent or something like that. So. And I also agree with Brandon that I I expect Abrinas to be traded, which is interesting because he's the second best shooter on the team mm-hmm. behind Right. Right. You guys think he has a better chance of getting traded than getting extended before the end of October? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they offered him an extension at about the same amount of money he's making right now, that, that $5 million per year. Like, if they could get him to take an extension three for 15 I think they might prefer to do that over just trading him. But I could be way wrong on that. I like Abrinas. And like I said, I think he's, as far as skill set right now, ready to play, he's probably the best. But I think he is what he is. We've yeah. had him for a couple Those years. Those other guys have a really high ceiling. Exactly. And they're really I think young. they expect... Exactly. They're young. I, I, I think they expect those guys to surpass Abrinas. And even though he shoots 38% from three, and that's that's good, it's not elite. So it's not it, – is it worth hanging on to for $5.5 million a year for the next few years? Uh, I don't think so. I think – and there's a reason why they picked up so many wings. Yep, that's a good point. And the last question comes from at Darian underscore Hauser. He wants to know, and this has been a hot topic question for the Thunder ever since Melo left, and it really wasn't a hot topic last year until Melo joined the team. Who's going to start at the four for the Thunder? Uh, I want Brandon to start off this one because Brandon and I had a really good discussion on Twitter the other day, and um, yeah. he, he has some great points on who he thinks will start and why. Uh, so, Brandon, take the floor. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Patrick Patterson. I, I think that... Look, you know that Russ, Robertson, PG, and Adams are going to start, obviously. There's one shooter in that starting lineup. Patrick Patterson, everybody you know, kind of hounded him last year for being kind of having an off year, and everybody's saying he'll, he's likely to improve this year. And I agree with that 
But the dude still still shot thirty eight point six percent from three last year, mm-hmm. and it, and you know and what people considered a down year. He started off rough, coming back from a knee injury. He still shoots thirty eight point six from three. I think that the shooting, the spacing, he's he's got high basketball IQ. Uh, he can switch. He's a good defender. I fully expect Patterson to start, and then Jeremy Grant to be the high-energy defensive guy off the bench. Plus, he and Noel have played together before and were a great defensive tandem in their uh, first couple years in Philly. So they have that chemistry coming off the bench. I expect it to be Patterson. Yeah, and I think Patterson is maybe the third-best passer on this team right? behind the two point guards. And he's he's such a ball mover. I can't think of more than two or three times last season – where Patterson caught a pass and the ball was in his hand over three seconds. It's right. he catches and shoot or he catches and moves it or he catches it and gets to the hole. And yep. I think that being able to, to get the ball to switch sides of the floor, I think Patterson will really help that and uh, help ball movement helps out a team that doesn't have a lot of shooters. And that offensive or that starting lineup doesn't have a lot of shooters. And so quick ball movement kind of offsets that makes the defense shift around more. And so I, I'm with you all the way on that, Brandon. I think Patterson will be the starter. However, I do think Jeremy Grant most of the time will be the closer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I love Jeremy Grant. I think he's I, – I am so excited about Jeremy Grant. I think his ceiling I, – I still think his best basketball is ahead of him, obviously, but I, I think that Patterson's the right choice to start. Plus, this is something nobody's talked about, but I think that the, the Thunder – didn't promise Patterson a starting uh, position when he signed with us as a free agent. But I think that was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they both kind of thought that was going to happen. And that was kind of the agreement. And then, you know, you can't pass up on Melo, you know, when, when you think that you can get him. So things changed. But Presty remembers that. Donovan remembers that. And I think that's kind of in the back of their heads. I think they're going to kind of give him the starting position that he thought that he was going to get last year. What do you think, Nick? I mean, you guys took the words out of my mouth. I mean, that's yeah. I, I Patterson should start. Jeremy's been coming off the bench. Does well coming off the bench. I mean, that's that's what should happen. And from what I've understood, Patterson he did shoot thirty eight point six from three. Uh, I think he was even better from the corners, which Mello took like eleven percent or something like that of his threes from the corners which is not what you want. Those are the easiest threes to get. Patterson not only can shoot those corner threes well, he's a decent team defender. He's a good team defender. But he's also, you know, again, he makes that pass. And he makes us that you want. Honestly, you want a high IQ basketball player at the four. And that's what you're getting in Patrick Patterson. Because you get Serge Ibaka. And Serge is a hell of an athlete. He's a good, you know, he, he, he shoots shoots three-pointers now at a good rate, at a good clip. And he's a decent defender, but not, of course, the game has changed. Instead of playing a lot of heavy sets, now you're a lot of small balls. So it's kind of really made his defense less worthy, I guess, because it's not he's not constantly blocking shots on the weak side now because now everybody has a stretch four. Um, but Patrick Patterson, like Serge Ibaka, get the ball and he would just he would be a ball stopper he wouldn't really know what to do other than go up with it or make a really easy pass way late in the shot clock and that's not how Patrick Patterson operates he's a great passer high IQ and shoots really well from the corners and he's a decent on the ball defender yep. he's going to be the star but like Jake said 
um, I expect Jeremy Grant to close most games. Watch, Jeremy Grant's gonna actually going to start. We're all going to look like idiots. Just get ready for it. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're at an hour and 20 minutes, so it's probably time for us to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, any parting thoughts, anybody? Yeah, thanks for having um, me on, guys. You guys you guys were fun. I, I enjoyed being on with you guys. No, and uh, We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you uh, agreeing to come talk basketball with us. And uh, I know we're some idiots, but... Like no, you guys some, know your stuff. Like no, there's fun idiots. So no, you guys know your stuff. I've I've listened to podcasts uh, where the guys don't know their stuff. I won't call them idiots, but uh, I know you guys are knowledgeable fans. So this was fun. Well, thank you. Uh, and hey, to our listeners, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. If you enjoyed it, go leave us a five star rating on iTunes. That would mean a lot to us. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. We actually have a giveaway going on right now where we're going to give away a copy of NBA 2K19. Uh, That's going to be pretty cool. You can probably play with Kamiar. He plays 2K. You can also check out our website, theuncontestedsports.com, where Monday morning we will have a Thunder schedule breakdown article dropping. I did some research on the schedule because I'm a uh, scientific person that does research. Uh, that's actually a bunch of horse I, uh, I'm not a scientific person at all. But I, uh, it's, it's going to be a good article, so check it out. Follow these dudes on Twitter. Call me ours at BoomtownRW. Nick is at Two Cranes. Our special guest, Brandon, he is on Twitter at ThunderBlogging. Go follow him. He's got a bunch of really awesome Thunder thoughts. He also tweets out some pop culture stuff, which is really good. He's probably going to go in there and talk trash about me not watching Breaking Bad. So <laughs> yes. uh, go follow him. I'll, it'll get on my list, I promise. I'm in the middle of Westworld right now. Breaking Bad will be next, though. Good. Good uh, man. I am on Twitter at ThunderMob405. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I don't have anything else to say, so Thunder up. Thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.